Hello and welcome, fellow travelers. I'm your host, Chris Abernathy, and last week we talked about authenticity and what that looks like, particularly for Christians. However, today we're going to talk about the two most predominant ways our culture defines success and how those can actually lead to us losing who we are. So I want to invite you on this journey with me, one of hope, encouragement, and discovery seeking the way. In 2008, the Beijing Olympics were going on, and Michael Phelps would become the most decorated Olympian in history, winning eight gold medals in those Olympic Games alone. Throughout his career, Phelps won 23 gold medals, three silver, and two bronze, totaling 28 medals in all. Now, to put this in perspective, the next most decorated Olympian is a Russian gymnast Larissa Latsnina, with 18 total medals, nine of which are gold. So what Phelps did in his Olympic career is truly amazing. And yet, after this historic achievement, Phelps began to experience severe depression. You can find his story online, but in a May 2002 interview, Phelps notes how he began to experience depression after the 2004 Olympics. Now, he's quoted as saying, you work so hard for four years to get to that point. Then it's like you're at the top of the mountain. You're like, where am I supposed to go? What am I supposed to do? Who am I? Phelps actually admits that he began to even have suicidal thoughts because of the depression that he was in. So this whole series of authenticity, it actually centers around that last question that Michael Phelps has in that interview. Who am I? And we're going to look at how do we determine who we are and who we're meant to be. So today, we're going to be talking about two different ways in which our cultures and really Western cultures at large view success. And the first is materialism. Now, materialism is this view that you just always need the best iPhone, the better car, the nicer house. If you have enough money, you will be happy. But this is just simply not true. This type of worldview is most dominant in first world countries, countries that have plenty of money. But it's also really dominant in the Western world because there are countries outside of our Western culture hemisphere that actually believe that if you save up all your money more than you need, it's actually selfish. They don't see that as a sign of success. They see it as a sign of selfishness, almost like a character defect. To not give out of your excess is entirely selfish. So if we look at this view and how our society views it, well, we might start to wonder, how has it become so popular? But if we consider our philosophers that we discussed last week, and in particular Jean-Paul Sartre and his theory of bad faith, we can kind of start to see how this has come about. You see, if in Jean-Paul Sartre's bad faith, 
if you are just materialistic, if that's just inherently who you are, then your worldview, your materialistic worldview is not only encouraged, it's actually inherently right to not be materialistic in that sense. If that's who you are, if that's who you've chosen to be, is to act in bad faith to who you are. It's to be inauthentic. But materialism, as I've already said, does not lead to happiness. And in fact, if we look at the views of Karl Marx, he would say quite the opposite. He would say that class, which is kind of delineated by materialism, who has the most and who has the least, Karl Marx would say that the majority of conflict that's happened throughout history is a result of the individual classes that exist within society. Now, I'm not saying that I agree with Karl Marx's political views, but is it possible that there's some validity to that idea? Now, the other two philosophers that we talked about, Kierkegaard and Nietzsche, they both vehemently believed that buying into society, both literally and figuratively, was as sure a means as any to lose yourself and your identity. So when we're talking about like objective data that kind of reinforces this idea that materialism does not lead to happiness, there was actually a study done in 2014. And this study investigated several different types of materialistic worldviews and their effects on the individual's well-being. So they went out, they got a bunch of people, and they separated them on their view. So they interviewed people that did not have materialistic worldviews, and they interviewed people that did have materialistic worldviews. And when we talk about the individual's well-being, they defined that as measures that assess satisfaction with life overall. So the individual satisfaction with life. And what they found is a consistent negative association. And what that means is that those individuals who held to materialistic worldviews, they had worse overall well-being, worse overall satisfaction with their lives than the individuals who did not have those views. So if we're talking about an individual satisfaction, then it stands to reason that somebody's satisfaction with their life, there has to be a measure of happiness. And if happiness is a necessary byproduct of authenticity, which I believe it is, then any individual who lives within a materialistic worldview is not living authentically. Now, this is nothing new, at least not to Jesus. So in Mark 12, 41 through 44, we have this story of a widow. And so Jesus and his disciples are at the temple, and this rich man walks up and he deposits a bunch of money for his tithe. And Jesus is constantly talking about how to do things humbly, right? He's like, hey, don't make a big deal out of it. Don't draw attention to yourself. If you're going to do it, do it humbly, maybe even do it in private so that it's only for God, not for yourself. So I imagine this picture of this guy like jingling this bag of coins as he goes up, draws attention to himself, and like drops it pompously. And then this widow walks up and she drops what we could consider maybe two pennies. And Jesus turns to his disciples and he says, which of these gave more? And the disciples answer correctly. They say, the widow. Because the widow, she didn't give out of her excess. She gave out of what she had to rely on. And Jesus praises her for it. 
Jesus praises the one who has little and gives a lot. I was even scrolling on social media the other day, and I came across this short video. And it was an interview between two individuals. I don't actually know who they are, but one of these guys was talking about how he had, at one point in his life, he'd made his first million-dollar month, which is to say he made a million dollars in one month. And he talked about how he thought he would be so much happier when that happened. But in fact, the opposite was true. He found himself rather unhappy with his life. And what he goes on to say in the video is that you find that once you hit a certain amount of money in excess, if you don't focus on other people, then more money, it's not going to make you happy. But instead, when he started focusing on people and working with people, that is ultimately what brought him satisfaction with his life. And I couldn't help but think about like the American dream even, because there is certainly a level of materialism to the American dream. Now, please don't get me wrong. I am a very proud American. But when we look at the American dream, it is typically focused on ourselves and typically focused on materialistic gain. We start from lower, and as long as we strive, as long as we try as hard as we possibly can and we apply ourselves, we can gain what we need materialistically to get further along in life. Now, there is an aspect of this, of the American dream, that changes that a little bit, and we'll talk about that towards the end of this episode. So if materialism is one of these ways that we view success in our society, what's the other one? Well, the other one is achievement. And you might start to wonder, well, how is achievement bad? And it's not that achievement is necessarily bad. It's that achievement for achievement's sake does not lead to satisfaction in life. And sometimes achievement and materialistic worldviews go hand in hand. Maybe your goal is to make $2 million, $3 million, $4 million. If the goal is the money... We've already shown that that's not going to increase your satisfaction, our satisfaction with our lives. And so the best example that I could think of, of achievement for achievement's sake, is professional athletes, much like Michael Phelps. Now, I don't want to detract from what they've done because they work hard. They dedicate their lives to this, this sport that they're playing, and they work hard, they sacrifice for it, they do strive. But the question is, what does that get them? Well, sure, it gets them maybe fame if they're really good, gets them a lot of money. But we've already talked about how all of that at the end of our lives means nothing. Most people are not going to remember us based upon how much money we made. In fact, if we're honest... I don't even remember or know who my great-great-grandparents are. Now, in other societies and cultures, that may be different. They do honor their elders in that way. And they remember them. And maybe it's just me, but I don't know who my great-great-grandparents are. And so that makes me think that memories of me, of who I am, well, I'll be lost to time in three or four generations here on Earth. But if we focus on relationships, if we focus on loving people, we store up treasures in heaven. 
and we'll talk about that a little bit more, but I want to get back to achievement. So Michael Phelps is not the only professional athlete who's experienced depression after achieving this like pinnacle achievement. A 2016 study found multiple elite level athletes from various different sports also experienced depression. And one of the common factors that was determined was competitive nature and a constant high demand for performance. Now, does that sound like anybody's life or anybody's job? A competitive nature and constant high demand for performance? I know particularly in high-level civilian work environments that exists. And I'm willing to say in most of our Western culture work environments, there is an expectation that we will sacrifice time with our family with some of the most important relationships that we can have in our life for the job. Now, it's worth noting that achievement is not all bad. In fact, another study found that pursuing education with the intent of using that education to do something later on in life, pursuing a goal that's focused on a greater good, contributed with one's satisfaction in their lives. So while achievement for achievement's sake takes away from our satisfaction, achievement with the intent of pursuing a higher goal, a goal larger than ourselves, contributes to satisfaction. So if you have a desire to feed the homeless, to start a nonprofit organization that helps the homeless, that's an achievement in pursuit of helping others. And that will contribute to our overall satisfaction with life. Now, none of this, I want to reiterate, none of this is new to Jesus. Jesus tells us both of these things. He already tells us that these things are not worthwhile. Achievement for achievement's sake and materialism. And these previous studies that I've brought up, they only serve to show that he was right. Matthew six nineteen through 24 is a section of Jesus' famous Sermon on the Mount. And in this section, he's kind of talking about, um, much like in that uh, story of the widow, well, don't do these things to draw attention to yourself. He's talking about that. In giving to the needy, don't announce it. Don't be a hypocrite about it. Just do it. Help the needy. Don't bring the attention to yourself. When you're praying, don't pray out loud, standing in front of everybody. In fact, he encourages them to go take some time to themselves, into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. He says, when you fast, don't go out there and have a poor demeanor, letting everybody know, oh, I'm so hungry because I'm fasting. No. He says, go about your normal life. Don't let anybody know. And the next thing he talks about is treasures in heaven. And verse 19 says, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. I know that it can be difficult for us. 
especially with the way the economy is right now. Everybody's strapped for money. Sometimes it's hard to not have a materialistic worldview. Sometimes it's hard. And sometimes we're not even just like striving for a million dollars. Sometimes we're striving for the next paycheck. But Matthew chapter 6 closes out with this little blurb from Jesus. He says, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They don't sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Aren't you more valuable than they are? If we want to have satisfaction with our lives, we need to turn to Jesus and rely on him. We should find joy in our achievements in God and what he calls us to do in helping others, in loving others. Our achievements should be in pursuit of helping people. And I'm not here to say that money is bad. Money can do some amazing things. But if we just want money for money's sake, we're not going to have satisfaction with our lives, and that's not what Jesus calls us to do. If we find ourselves in possession of large amounts of money, we shouldn't just be giving out of our excess, but we should be giving as much away as we can to help others. Because when we do that, we'll find ourselves happier with our life and we'll be storing up treasures in heaven. Thank you so much for joining me this week. And next week, we'll discuss how exactly we go about living our most authentic lives then. Thanks for tuning in, travelers. And I look forward to continuing this journey with you. God bless. <laughs>